0: to real lucha podcast we're your hosts i'm lawrence and i'm miguel i'm here to bring to you another episode of aew dark breakdown right this is where we break down uh what we thought of the latest episode of aew dark that you can find on youtube and i think we should get to the breakdown yes let's do it Welcome to the AEW Dark Episode 80 Breakdown. Our favorite, Excalibur and Taz, are on commentary. First match to begin the night is Cesar Bononi versus Luchasaurus. Beautiful Bononi stands no chance in this clash of big men as Luchasaurus takes it with a chokeslam and standing moonsault. Second match is Layla Hirsch versus Savannah Evans. Although it appears like a David Goliath matchup. Legit hangs on against her towering opponent and makes her tap with the Juji For match three, we got John Skyler versus John Silver. The meat man beats Skyler with an Argentine backbaker throw. Fourth match has Tesha Price vs Penelope Ford. The super bad girl takes the victory with a handspring cutter. Fifth match is Fuego Del Sol and Jake St. Patrick vs Chaos Project. The kooky duo finally turned things around by landing creepy death to the master of the tornado DDT for the W. For match number six, we see Jasmine Allure versus Kylene King. The queen pin lands Kingdom Falls on the lower for the victory. Seventh match is Angel Fashion, Baron Black, Barry Morales, and Ryzen versus Evil Uno, Stu Grayson. Allen Angels and Colt Cabana. Dark Orders 8 applies Billy Goat's curse onto Baron for the tap out. Join the Dark Order. Eighth match is David Ali, Adam Priest, and Seth Gargas versus Gun Club. The youngest of the guns lands quick draw on David Ali for the win. For match number nine. Number nine. We have Dean number Alexander nine. and Bick Aldrich versus Bear Country. Bear Boulder does his patented electric carrot drop to Bear Bronson onto their opponent to take the victory and proclaim this land as Bear 10th match is D3 versus Nick Camarado. Big Nick lands a forget about it on this Paisan from Roma for the W. 11th match is Jorrell Nelson and Royce Isaacs versus Varsity Blondes. Junior looking like his father out there landing the flying Brian to Nelson to take it. For match number 12, we see Maddie Rankowski versus Vert Vixen. Shoutouts to Booker T as Miss Reality lands an axe kick to win it. 13th match is Carly Bravo and Aaron Solo versus SCU. SoCal uncensored and these nightmare boys put on a heck of a show, but the pride of the West takes it with the best meltzer ever. 14th match is Brian Cage and Ricky Starks versus Sonny Kiss and Joey Janella. Another banger was had here with animosity coursing through both teams. Absolute gets his spear off on the concrete rows to grant the victory to Team Taz. And now for the 15th match and main event of the evening, we have Jack Evans versus 10. The big slams start with Preston Vance as he shows off his strength with a stalling suplex and a hip toss. The OG high flyer takes the reins. Luther and Roman style with a ring post shove, a corkscrew kick, a leg lariat, a standing sky twister, cartwheel elbow, and springboard Van dam kick. Ten finally gets a shot in with a clothesline. Evans' turn again with a standing moonsault, Finally, the bigger guy of the two gets going with a ripcord cutter, back body drop, and a Leviathan spine buster. Jack attempts another springboard attack, but Ten meets him midair with a spear. As Ten gets Jackie Boy in a full Nelson, Angelico comes in for the assist while Evan lands a low blow. This gives him an opportunity for a top rope Phoenix splash and he connects. It is not enough as Dark Orders 10 gets another full Nelson lock on one half of the hybrid two for the win. Join the Dark Order. Ten of the Dark Order, Preston Vance, which is his real name. Oh, I actually. His real name. I just know them by their by their numbers, except for Banner. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, coming out with the victory in this in this outing, uh, what do you think of Dark Order Ten? Anything?
1: Uh, well, I mean, I was, I mean, regardless of who the Dark Order chose to uh, represent them in this match. I mean, I was already hooked on it because of Jack Evans, but besides that, besides him, Jack Evans himself, uh, I thought Ten is like he's very subtle. I feel like in his like I didn't because I don't know I didn't know much about him going into this match because I'll be honest and I never really paid too much attention to him. So when he uh he the way that he was just the fact that he was able to go toe to toe Jack Evans and you know and put himself over and Jack Evans moves over. Uh, throughout the match, like I that that in itself impressed me. I mean, I, I do have to be truthful. I was more I was rooting for Jack Evans in this match, but I was not surprised about that. You know, Ten going over and because he's like you know he's the more the upcoming guy, especially since Dark Order became face, uh, since Negative One joined and he's like their new leader apparently.
0: Yeah, that's a a very well said. I think we'll go into uh, three matches that we want to kind of highlight in this one. Uh, one is uh, fifth. the fifth match, which is Fuego Del Sol and Jake St. Patrick versus Chaos Project. And we got a line here from Excalibur that says, right before the actual match, uh, that creepy, kooky, altogether ooky uh, team, which is Chaos Project, is going to go up. And I, I thought that that's definitely possibly a line of the night uh, from Excalibur. I was looking forward one.
1: to this match. Like, well... I was interested to see how uh, Serpentico and Fuego del Sol were going to square off.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Man, I feel like it's just me or Serpentico very mysterious. I feel like I know nothing about him. I don't know where he's from. Yeah. I don't don't know know if he's Mexican or American. Yeah. (laughs) I've never heard of him before, uh, AEW and AEW Dark in particular, no? So, yeah, to get into some of the action, we have uh, Inverted Suplex by Luther. We got, uh, but onto Serpentico, onto James, Jake St. Patrick. As of course you know, Chaos Project's main weapon is Serpentico himself. Basically, Luther is always using his tag team partner as like some sort of battering ram. Just, just like <laughs> might as well be like a, a weapon, like a steel chair or whatnot.
1: I I did like it when Luther used uh, Fuego del Sol as a weapon against St. Patrick.
0: Oh, see, there you go. I mean, that's that's what you gotta do. I yeah, as you said before. For once,
1: he didn't use his own partner as a weapon. He yeah. used the
0: other opponent's partner as a weapon against his other partner. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we get uh, Luther uh, smacking uh, both Serpentico and Jake St. Patrick heads together. We get a power bomb by Luther onto Jake St. Patrick. Right. Finally, no Serpentico involved in that one. <laughs> a missile drop kick by Fuego del Sol. It was really cool that Fuego del Sol did a slice bread stepping off of Luthor yeah, yeah. onto Serpentico. Then we got a Lion Salt uh, to a standing Luther. And this is kind of becoming a Fuego del Sol signature where he does a standing uh, springboard moonsault on his opponent and kips up to follow up with a, a super kick uh, right afterwards. And it's really, really cool. <laughs> and then we got the spinning hand. You know, he's calling for his diving... Tornado DDT, which he lands on uh, Serpentico. And then we get a creepy uh, death by Chaos Project to Fuego for the win. And then we get a few lines of the night with Tass saying Luther needs a teeth cleaning. <coughs> and x <X-Conver laughs> says, or an extraction. Just get rid all of all of them together. So, yeah. Any thoughts on this in particular? Uh, What, the match? Yeah. Or any of our... Any of our wrestlers that we got in this in this bout?
1: Well, I mean, uh, I mean, I did suspect that Chaos Project was going to win the match, and I kind of felt like they needed to win because I believe in the last two darks they were a part of, they lost their matches. So, and they're kind of like you know, as they're kind of like a solid dark team, AEW dark team. So, you know, if like they were to go on a losing streak, that'd be a bad sign for them. Meaning like, oh, like are they going to you know get the mode even more now.
0: Like, are they maybe not never going to show up in Dynamite again? Are you talking about Chaos Project? Yes yeah it's interesting you say that because i've been you know in covering the past darks i've been kind of seeing that chaos project has been going on a losing streak and it's not because of they're going after these makeshift teams that are like what i call the dark all-stars right (laughs) fuego del Sol and jake st patrick random teams brought together no it's more so against these guys these teams that are already established and they the company wants to push them for whatever reason. Usually it's obvious, right? They'd go after, they'd be facing team tasks, or maybe that's not a good example, but they'd be facing the Seidel brothers, SCU, right? Some face tag teams that uh, AEW as a company want them to go over more than a Chaos Project. So Chaos Project is kind of like one step above those. Because if, yeah, if they face a team that is just randomly put together, they're going to... Win. But if not, then there's a good chance that they're actually going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but let's move on to another match to see some ladies' action, women's action uh, in dark. And that match is the 12th match of the night, which is uh, Maddie Rankowski versus Vert Vixen. And Maddie is a student of uh, Thunder Rosa. At Mission Pro Wrestling I thought that was really cool Excalibur gave us that insight We get a heel to back of the head By uh, Vert Vixen A leg drop by Matty Rankowski Two super kicks onto Matty and An enziguri to follow that by Vert Vixen We get a back toss by Matty A monkey flip by Matty A running knee stripe by Vert Vixen And an axe kick right, A cutter kick, scissors kick Whatever you want to call it Basically Booker T style from <laughs> Matthew Rankowski onto Vert Vixen to take the win. And that was pretty cool because that I actually dope. had no idea who was gonna win that. I really thought maybe Vert Vixen had the edge. But I thought without a doubt she was gonna win See, Vert Vixen. And that's a good that's a good point there because in these dark matches, unfortunately what you can say for 90% of them is that they are uh, very you can say that they are very you're predictable. Very predictable. Like
1: it's easy to predict the outcome, Yeah. The, the, the winner of the match.
0: Yeah, they're very predictable. Well said. And so it's really cool to get some of these bouts where you're not exactly sure who's going to win. And, yeah, exactly. And, hey, shout-outs to the ladies because I feel like in the women's division, in at least on Dark, is where we kind of get most of that, where we kind of don't know who's going to win uh, when, when they're uh, facing off against each other.
1: Yeah, I mean, and the reason—and even though most of the time we know who's going to win the match, uh, we're still very tuned in because we don't know how they're going to win always necessarily. Uh, and if we do, it's usually, like, you know, like the last move, like the finishing move they do. But usually, like, how they, what leads up to it, like the moves and everything, that's, like, what we're not complete, always completely sure of. So that's what, you know, we're—and even if we are sure of that, then we know that they're going to, you know— Take the ball, you know, take the ball like themselves and make this match exciting, not gonna feel restricted, unlike b- bigger companies would restrict them. We all know what we're, what I'm talking about, you know. I, I, do you agree or do you know what I'm saying? Yes, say
0: exactly. I completely agree. And it's definitely <laughs> one thing to know what's gonna happen, it's another to actually see it happen. Yes, because I mean, that's kind of what we're doing here. We're kind of just summing up what happens in these matches in these episodes of Dark. Uh, Dark Elevation that's coming up and uh, Dynamite. And we like to, uh, you know, let you know what we think about the matches, but we also definitively encourage everyone to go out, watch it if you can. You know, AW Dark is on YouTube, Elevation's on YouTube, Dynamite's on uh, TNT, and uh, Being the Elite is on uh, YouTube as well. So, uh, yeah, we kind of just like to... Uh, talk about it and we like to relate and give our opinion and hey maybe if you if you just didn't have the time to watch it that week you know we can give you a quick summary of what what went what went on
1: no yeah exactly but i'm i'm very i am actually um even though i did think that for was gonna win the match i am happy that i'm glad for maddie uh winning the match because you know she needed the win and she's proven that they're potentially going to start giving her more in the spotlight yeah. Because, you know, up until...
0: This is her first win, I believe, right? I believe so. Her singles win, at least. So, yeah. We'll move on to the co-main event, right? Uh, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks with Hook versus <laughs> Sunny Kiss and Joey Janela. Uh, we saw this one off. Sunny Kiss going hot with a cartwheel into a slap onto Brian Cage, the balls. We get a headstand kick by Sunny Kiss onto... Cage, we get a knee strike by Cage onto Kiss, bringing it back. We got a roundhouse by Kiss onto uh, Starks. Diving crossbody by Janella onto Starks. Topa Suicida by Janella is countered into a suplex, really cool, it wasn't quite Darby Allen like They did uh, that same spot, Darby Allen and Brian Cage, where uh, you did a Topa Suicida, but it was countered into a suplex on the outside. Uh, in that awesome TNT title match that happened on Dynamite a few weeks back. We get a scoop slam and knee drop by Starks onto Janela. A running kick in the corner by Cage to Janela. A pickup powerbomb by Cage onto Janela. And then a slice spread number two by Janela onto Starks. And that was coming off of uh, Brian Cage. Kind of uh, like similar to what Fuego and did to uh, Chaos Project. And then we have... A drop salt and rapid fire kicks combo by a kiss onto cage, diving meteora to kiss, by kiss onto cage, a diving huracana, and a split big boot by kiss onto cage, a corkscrew kick by kiss to cage, a double spine buster by team Taz onto yes. kiss, and it was cool. I mean, I feel like I don't really see something like that. A- any. A uh, double spine buster. Oh, I have to go way back to maybe like the uh, invasion alliance days and the, the Fed, right? Like, like <laughs> 2001, 2002, where maybe them, maybe a team like uh, random teams would do something like that. So it was really cool to see that because I haven't seen that in years, that spot. Then we get a double backdrop by Kiss and Janella onto a cage, a diving splash by Janella to cage a 450 by kiss on to cage and this is really when they yeah started turning it on to cage uh, shout outs to cage for you know giving selling selling to uh, kiss and janela they're the ones that are not getting the pay-per-view time the tv time that uh, a team like team taz is yes right So it it means a lot to have a big guy like Cage go over. Because, you know, if this was another company, right, they would build the the big guys into not selling for shit. Undestructible
1: forces. Yeah, and it's just so boring.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, I'm so happy that we get that here on AEW. Then we get a body slam and power bomb by Cage onto uh, Joey and Sonny. Very cool. And then we finish it off with that spear uh, from Starks, right, on kiss, and yeah. So any thoughts on on our co-main event? That was a lot of action. I'm just summers. glad
1: that uh, the, for the first time that I've seen Dark, <clears throat> this is the first Dark that I've seen where uh, Brian Cage is not part of a squash match that was his in, that was in his favor. <clears throat> like he, yeah, they ended up winning, but it wasn't a complete squash. Like, yeah, you know, Janela and kiss, like you know, held, held the ground for a good while until like finally, like you know. You know, team Taz caught up with them, and then they uh, they put them away.
0: Yeah, I, com- I completely agree that it's just... No, I was going to say that I can see why we need Cage to just go over and dominate some talent, but we want that to be the dark all-stars, right? We want them to be the guys that aren't all, you know, quote-unquote, uh, all elite, right? They don't have that... Average, or even the guys that are, right? We, your guys like Aaron Solo, guys that are still on dark... But they are all elite, are signed, have that next level uh, contract with AEW or at all. But, you know, they're still relegated to Dark. They're still um, trying to make a name for themselves. And, yeah, those guys, I'm, I'm, I am more fine with them still getting squashed by a guy like Cage, <laughs> like Archer, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I think it was really cool. Um, yeah, so and uh, anything else that you want to add? Any final points? Um, before we go into our things of the night,
1: uh, so Vicky, okay, yeah, so Vicky Stark. So what's that move called that he did to um to Janella when it was the first time he was tagged in to the match, and then he did like it looked like he did like this overhook cut, like um, it kind of looked like he was gonna do Christian Cage's uh, Prettier like, you know, he, like, tw- he was twisting Janela, but then he, like, turned into, like, an art, like, a, a cutter. I don't, did you, I don't know if... Do you remember seeing
0: that? Oh, no. And that was... And that was uh, Starks that did that?
1: Yeah, it looks like... It looked like... I don't know. I couldn't tell if it was, a, you know, a wonderful botch, meaning, like, he didn't it mean was to by do, accident. Yeah, by accident. Like, he, like, in the moment, he knew he fucked up, but then he made it look, like, you know, on purpose, which is... Which would be brilliant, <laughs> Or if that was just a move like he did, like, on his own? That's a
0: good question. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, but for whatever reason now, I'm kind of starting to think of... I don't think it was this epic. Uh, something like uh, Will Ospreay's Stormbreaker. <laughs> That's what I'm envisioning in my head right now. But I'm sure that that wasn't uh, the case. Because I think I would have noticed that. I think I, I just must have missed it. when you know Because in, in writing all these notes down... like. You know, you have to look down from the from yeah, the TV, yeah. from your monitor, your screen. Yeah, the press pause, yeah, you know, so, a few times at least. Oh yeah, I yeah I can't go like a dark uh, dynamite without pressing pause and rewind. You know, at least a few times. Uh, but yeah, uh, so do you have by any chance a line of the night from you, our guys? <laughs>
1: yeah, I do. <laughs> it was when um when Taz was making fun of, or, yeah, he was making fun of Layla Hirsch's heritage when he, uh, uh, (laughs) well, like, sort of, because, like, you know, she's, like, Russian, or she, at least she's billed as Russian, um like uh, of course ex- and Anthony Go were saying yeah like you know we're praising the the crap out of her like you know because her face and Layla is a hey face like yeah like she has like a great mar- Russian martial arts background she's like you know she she fought the streets in Russia for you know her whole childhood and then uh, Taz like oh yeah she was probably also like you know making all those uh, um all those Russian mafias sounds like oh like oh here's he literally that's what he said like what Taz does. <laughs> oh yes.
0: Okay, all right. I'm gonna one up you there, because my line of the night was uh, by negative one joining commentary uh, on uh, classic uh, negative the one. Jack Evans ten match, and he said, "People think Tony Khan is talking to me through the headphones, but he's not. I'm saying what I want to say, and I think that's just so funny because I'm not sure if he, I don't man, I'm not sure if he came up with that himself." Or if someone fed that to him. But yeah, we've actually been getting some... Genuine uh, negative one-liners. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, true. That's true. But I meant, like, there has been a little bit of negativity on the web about, like, a negative one being uh, so predominantly on Dark, right? Kind of like, potentially AEW's, you know, shouldn't be putting, like, a little kid on TV so much. Or he's distracting or whatnot from the actual action. Were and, these jealous mothers that wanted their own kids on Dark? Dude, I don't know, man. <laughs> I just think that negative one brings something to the table. Does and I know he's a yeah. kid, so yeah, there he's. A, it's not like he's on every single dynamite and whatnot. He's just you know having. He's just a little kid, man, and he's just having fun, and he. He is bringing some value to the show and I I think it's perfect where he is, you know, he's not being uh overexposed or, or anything like no.
1: that.
0: No. I don't th- I don't think he's being exposed enough. I'm always asking for more negative 1. <laughs> exactly. So uh big shout out to negative 1. Do You have a taunt of the night. Uh when yeah, it was actually J- the
1: main event. You remember when Jack Evans uh when after uh, Ten did a move on him I don't remember what move it was unfortunately (laughs) but uh, I think it was like some sort of like uh, oh yeah no no he actually he he tried he did like a a cradle to Evans but Evans kicked out and then instead of Evans you know once Evans kicked out like he kind of like when he kicked out he like turned it into like this like not a kip up but like he like did like this like forward somersault flip to get back on his feet. Like I've never seen anyone kick out and then do like something fancy to get back on their
0: feet. Okay. All right. I like that. Um, I think I for my, for me uh, for now I'll go with the varsity blonde's just doing their uh, signature taunt where they get in the ring and they do, like, a chest bump. It's, like, just <laughs> yeah. bro status, man. I'm all about that, you know, having a, having your good buddy and just, just kind of showing it. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to show some love for the Varsity Blondes who are another dark stable, right? These guys go are kind of like your face chaos project in the sense that they are one step above the dark all-stars, you know, if they face the enha- enhancement talent, they'll go over... But they sometimes can be considered enhancement talent themselves when they are uh, facing these more predominant uh, teams that they have to go after. Such yeah. as if they were fighting uh, Dark Order, um, SCU, or a Private Party. You know, teams that you would see on Dynamite more so than not. So, shoutouts to them. And, yeah, uh, I'm now uh, top spot of the night. Miguel, do you have anything? Top
1: spot. but uh, wasn't that that I just did my top spot? What was it? Uh, Jack Evans kick out into fancy roll roll up on his feet.
0: Oh, sorry. What was your taunt of the night? Is what I was.
1: About. Oh, sorry. Okay, so that was my top spot. My top taunt was, <clears throat> of course, the in the uh, first match. Oh, uh, it was Cesar Bononi, who was part of Pretty Picture, versus Luchasaurus, and then. Cesar Bernoni when he after he did a suplex to um, a Luchasaurus you know me, like kind of you just like showed him that oh like you know I could o- I I could overpower you too uh, he he liked it. he just flexed <laughs> <laughs> and then of course Luchasaurus just staring at him like
0: really dude <laughs> okay all right all right I like that my uh, top spot tonight is goes to Kylie King right uh, she gets a. Her finisher, The Kingdom Falls, onto uh, Jasmine Allure for the win. And it was really cool to uh, see something new from uh, Kylene King. I'm not sure if it's anything new, actually. But to actually have a definitive finisher, it looked really cool. So uh, that's really cool. I think... It was a cool move. I I gotta admit that. Yeah. And I, I maybe have my wires crossed, but I think uh something that i forgot who did it but someone did a oh maybe this was on dynamite but someone did a Widowmaker. do you remember that <laughs> do you remember that move that sean o'hare used to do yes i do yeah it was like uh, r.i.p basically f, f wait sean o'hare passed away yeah years ago like i think
1: like nine years ago oh, that cried. actually yeah. does sound familiar yeah, a little less than a decade oh, ago oh
0: no oh you guys man so um This is kind of going to go off on a little bit on the tangent side. But when you get the, oh, the glory days of the old school wrestlers and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, and maybe they criticize some of the newer wrestlers for being quote unquote boring when they're not in the ring, right? Like they just go to sleep early. They're not partying and stuff like that. Well, guess what? I bet you these guys are being a little bit more mature, a little bit more, um, how do you say responsible in yeah. that, that they're gonna they're they're gonna stick around with us a lot more yeah. than uh, some of these guys that went a little crazy. I, for Sean O'Hare, you know that was he. I don't consider him uh, that old by any means, so uh, maybe he, uh, he was a, a different story. But yeah, definitely wrestling's changing, locker rooms are changing, and I think uh, for the better, definitely for the better. <clears throat> um, yeah. So final thoughts, Miguel. I want to start. Because this is just kind of random. But do you know this guy, D3? Yeah, what about him? I just find it really interesting that he's from Rome, Italy. Like, I don't really know any other wrestler that is, I think, so, uh, you know, Italian, right? We had, like, full-blooded Italians and all that. But uh, out of, like, the newer guys, you know, uh, I don't really know how big the scene is for pro wrestling in Italy. So uh, I just... I kind of like a lot of uh, D3's makeup, and I just kind of wanted to give him a little bit of love there. I really love his uh, gear. It kind of reminds me of somewhat like Osprey ish. Yeah. I don't know. It, uh, that and maybe a little bit of like Assassin's Creed to it. I just, I don't yeah. know. I just really like this gear. <laughs> I, uh, I think he's Silly. kind of on Serpentico. Like, I kind of want to know more about him. I'm like, oh, that guy, like, I like his gear. uh, D3, why is he, why is he D3? Is there 3D, like, I need to know this now. So, so, uh, shout outs to D3, you know, from Roma. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I gotta be honest, I never really, yeah, I realized he was from Italy, but I never thought of it it to be a big deal until he pointed it out. No, but that is interesting that you like, yeah, how, how big is the scene, if at all? wrestling
0: scene in in italy speaking or... of which we got that argentine that uh was on uh, the other week what, yeah, I or was
1: the ariel something ariel something uh yeah as real oh yeah as yes like the batman character <laughs> yeah the former batman but yeah no he was um yeah no, i want to see more of him because he, he actually did he was he did a pretty solid job
0: yeah for sure uh, definitely considered enhancement talent now but this is not like the first time we've seen him we've seen him on Dark multiple times So yes uh, at least twice before I'm definitely I looking forward to see what's he all about you know what's his style because he's definitely putting more guys over <laughs> than uh, you know any other guy really and yeah so that about does it this you know what I w- as we were doing this one, I thought we were gonna—we were on pace to make it really short. That was our goal. It went way longer than I thought it would, but hey, that's okay. I had a lot of fun doing it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show that we actually uh, enjoyed this episode, and it and it had a—it was a good quality dark episode.
0: Yeah. So that about does it. Give me a two sweet ski. You got it. And yeah, watch AEW Dark on YouTube Tuesdays. All
1: right, we'll catch y'all later.
0: Lucha.